0: Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love having you on the program, Dr. David Wilcox. And uh, Dr. Wilcox, he's a nurse by profession uh, who has achieved a, uh, a doctorate and a, a doctor-prepared nursing. And uh, his story, frankly, is one of the most powerful I've ever heard when it comes to someone in the healthcare care front. Uh, David, as always, love having you on the show. Talk briefly about your book talk about your uh, background that got you as the uh, patient's advocate, one of the most powerful ones I know out there. And thanks, as, for always, as always,
1: for being with us. Hey, Kevin. always enjoy my time with you. Um, so my background is I was in manufacturing. I have a handicapped daughter um, who I had early in life, and I used to drag her around to doctor's appointments, and you know, I would talk with the medical people, the nurses and the docs, And um, I could see, you know, they had their own language. And once I started to learn a little bit of it, um, I could see that they were very, very caring people. But they were they had a system around them that did not allow them to provide the care that they would have liked to provide. And so when I got laid off from manufacturing, I thought, you know what, I want to become a nurse. So I did. I became an LPN and um, went immediately on to get my RN and then. I did a bunch of degrees and ended up with my DNP or doctorate of nursing practice. And once I did that, I thought, what is the best way that I can help people? And I decided to sit down and write a book for the average patient or the average American to help them navigate the complexities of the healthcare system, which are no accident. They're complex because people buying for your healthcare dollars really don't want you to understand what's going on. So I wrote this book, How to Avoid Being a Victim of the American Healthcare System, and if you go to drdavidhelps.com, that's drdavidhelps.com, you can sign up for my newsletter, um, which will include these articles that Kevin and I do, as well as there's a link up there for the book and a link up there to my master website if you want to know more about what I'm doing in the patient advocacy space. So that's my story.
0: Kevin? Oh. Sorry about that. We'll have to clean that up. Okay. Uh, I, I accidentally <laughs> hit the wrong button. Feels so like Monday. Oh. Ever have those days where every day is like a Monday? Anyway. Okay. Uh, love your story, love what you shared, and uh, you know this topic is so crucial, so important to the uh, to the listener today. And it's something you know that I think is is common in all industries, but uh, particularly bad in the healthcare industry. And, and as you uh, point out in your article, and uh, you'll do so, I'm sure, in our conversation. But it's kind of a war of, of attrition with consumers where they do things that require a certain amount of appeal, uh, back and forth, conversation, answering questions, et cetera. And so many people, you know, they act like they're rich, and they don't do that, that appeal. They don't do what's necessary, uh, and it, it seems very odd. And so with that, set the stage
1: for us with that. Sure. Um, so a recent study of the Affordable Care Act insurance plans found that, Even when patients received care from in-network physicians and hospitals approved by these same insurers, the insurance companies in 2021 denied claims on an average of 17%. Um, Another insurer in 2021 was almost 50% claims denial. And in 2020, we saw an insurer actually deny 80% of the claims. So it's crazy because you're following all the rules, right? You're going to the in-network provider, you're getting your care at an in-network facility. So why is the insurance company denying your claim? And by the way, I think everybody at one point or another is going to get an insurance denial. So I'm going to give you the secret sauce of what you do when you get it um, as we move through the conversation. But they they keep all this information shrouded in secrecy, right? They don't want you to know What's going on and the reason for denials, um, and so I shared with Kevin. I recently met a young lady. She had, she was, um, had had a baby and recently, and she said we were talking, and she told me that she after she had the baby, um, and she was insured when she had the baby, that the social worker gave her a bunch of information on programs that she could get. One of them was the WIC program, which provides supplemental nutrition um, to children up until the age of five and other parameters of that program. And so once she did that, the person at WIC filed a Medicaid application for her that she says she didn't know about. And once the insurance company found out about the Medicaid application, they completely cut her off and said they weren't paying for the childbirth. Now, the childbirth was covered because she was under their insurance when it happened. And so she said to me, I don't know what to do. You know, I try calling the insurance company. Well, of course, they're not going to be much help. They want you to, to stop bothering them, open your wallet and get it over with. And so I said, you know, you can file an appeal and I'd I'd be glad to help you. So I gave her my contact information and never heard from her. So it, I think it's really important people learn how to file appeals because the statistics show that only one in 500 denials ever gets appealed. And if you actually appeal and you're successful, the insurance company knows not to mess with you, then they won't put you through the same agony that you went through initially. Sure, it requires a little bit of work, um, but you know it's, it's essential that we look out for our health care, and it's essential that these insurance companies that we pay Buku dollars to, to cover us actually pay the claim
0: yeah absolutely and uh and you know and to me it's shocking you you pointed out before you know people not taking the next steps you know what do you attribute that to
1: yeah i think it's because of the complexities they don't know what to do like she said she kept calling the insurance company Well, the insurance company is not going to help you. They're going to give you the runaround. I know from selling my aunt's estate, I tried that route too um, and had to go a different way. So there's a couple different types of ways that you can do it. The first step you should take is talk to your doctor or the facility and have them add any additional information and resubmit the claim. And then if you get a denial on that, there's an internal process, which you have to do within 60 days, or I mean six months, I'm sorry, 180 days in which you you file for an appeal, you give them all the information that they need, and that should be included in your denial. If not, you can call the back of the insurance company card um, and speak to answering service and ask them how to, how to do an internal appeal. Forty percent of the time, they get settled in the favor of the patient that's filed the appeal. If that doesn't work, you can remove the insurance company completely from the decision-making process by filing an external appeal. So an external appeal is something that you that takes in consideration a third party. And the third party is usually the um, regulatory state insurance agency. Um, and in the article I'm going to provide you every state's regulatory insurance agency and how you can contact them. And you can add any additional information to it and send it off to the third party and the insurance company has to abide by whatever the third party says, and the thing is you there's massive success rates when you file externally eighty to ninety percent depending on where you live wow so yeah, so I mean it, you know it, the insurance company holds your money for a greater period of time and generates income off of that money, but eventually they have to pay you once they get once they get handed external reviews they're never going to deny a claim for you again because they don't want the publicity of it. They don't want the state agency involved. They don't want anybody questioning what they're doing. Um, So it's really a shell game. It's just a shell game.
0: Yeah, and and, and so I love the fact that it becomes a deterrent for future uh, nefariousness on the part of the company. And I hate to call it that, you know, and I don't want to pay with a broad brush. Sometimes there's legitimate confusion. I'm sure that has to be the case. But I also cannot believe that there isn't some nefariousness involved uh, in some of these cases. And I love that warning shot over the bow of the insurance company that I'm not going to sit here and
1: let you do that to me. Right. Yeah. And then they, they'll take you a little bit more seriously after that. Um, the problem is, like I said, only one in 500 insurance company denials ever go to appeal processes. So, um, you know, I don't know. if People just don't want to spend the time or if there's confusion on how to do it. But that's why I felt it was important for us to discuss the various steps and put them in writing for the listeners so that if they're dealing with this, because everybody's going to deal with it at some point, um, they know exactly what to do.
0: Yeah, and this is you know not like some kind of little uh, item that you bought at a store that costs twenty bucks or thirty bucks. Not that that isn't money you should be a good steward of, but we're talking often thousands of dollars. You know, I understand some of the small bills. Why bother? But this is literally thousands of dollars. In some cases, even tens of thousands, and people just end up somehow getting uh, stuck with a huge debt. Uh, that uh you know they'll they 'll be curing maybe for the rest of their lives, in addition to that you know I, I the advice of going straight to the doctor to get the process rolling well one of the only people that has interest similar to yours to getting things moving in the right direction is your doctor. your doctor's going to do everything in his or her power because they want to maintain you as a patient, and they want to make sure you 're taken care
1: of yep exactly. And they they have a lot of experience dealing with the payers. So if you mention a payer's name to a a doctor or to um, one of the staff at your doctor's office and they roll their eyes and say, oh yeah, we've had that happen all the time. Um, In the case of my aunt's estate, when I was trying to settle a claim with United healthcare, they kept turfing me off. It was for IV supplies that she needed because she had cancer and she had to get um, IV medications And so they were saying, oh, that's not covered and all that. And so I said, well, show me where it's not covered because it says here in the policy it is. And they were like, well, you'll have to talk to so-and-so, but she's on vacation for two weeks. You have to call back. So I wait two weeks, call back, get on the line. I'm holding for this person, then I get cut off. Um, They did everything to make it as hard for me to do something about it um, as possible. And so I had dinner with a doctor friend of mine, a physician friend. I told him what was going on. And he said, oh, you know what you need to do? You need to call the uh, senator's office for this state. And I said, why would I do that? And he said, because you'll resolve your claim. Just tell him what's going on. And sure enough, I called the senator's office. I got an aide on the phone within like 30 seconds. I told him what was going on. And he says, you know what? We got people over there. We'll settle this for you. And so it took that. It took me working outside the parameters of the insurance company to settle that claim so I could settle the estate. Um, Not a lot of people know that they can do that, right? But you can do that. You can go to your your elected official and say, I'm having problems. And they usually have a contact with your insurance company. Mm Mm-hmm yeah yeah absolutely
0: uh that, that actually uh constituent services is sometimes one of the few things they do well <laughs> members of congress yeah, right. and members who said it uh you know they they know uh they know what keeps them in office you know and it's funny uh, i worked on capitol hill uh back in the day and uh you know that's the one one thing when they, when they talk about one office or another you know they won't talk about the policy innovations or interesting legislation oh and they have really good uh you know know, constituent relations, <laughs> that's, that's the thing that they, they, they think is the big, the big thing, and it is big. I'm not dismissing that, although I, I think most people uh, have uh, loftier thoughts in mind when uh, when getting elected. Um, very interesting. Final thoughts as we start to wrap it up, and, and again, we're going to have this. This is a phenomenal article over at uh, PriceofBusiness.com, uh, but final thoughts as we begin to wrap
1: it up. Um, my final thoughts are, you know, it, as Americans, we have to be partners in our health care. Part of being partners in our healthcare care is understanding the system, even if the system doesn't want you to understand it. Um, so I really strongly encourage you to be proactively educated before you enter the American healthcare system, whether you buy my book at drdavidhelps.com or whether or on Amazon or whether you study up a different way. Um, you can't afford not to be educated when you enter the American healthcare care system. There's drug companies that are making a profit off from you. There's insurance companies making a profit off from you. And medical errors is a third leading cause of death. Um, so, you know, there's lots of good stuff in that book for you to digest and know before you ever have to enter a hospital emergently or even through an elective procedure. Um, so, you know, take an active part in your health care. Get yourself educated.
0: Yes, and be owners rather than victims, and exactly. uh, I think yeah, I think that requires a level of proactiveness that a lot of people are anxious to demonstrate, but demonstrate it, and you'll be proud of the results, glad of the results, and really send a message to um, some, I, I, I think some ugly players at times when it comes to uh, uh, health care. So we're really grateful to have you and for you to really provide a, uh, a message to help people navigate this. You're one of the most passionate people I've ever talked to, and I've talked to many when it comes to patient advocacy, and I guess it has a lot to do with empathy as someone who's been there and done that. And so I appreciate that about you.
1: Yep. Well, I appreciate um, you help me spread the word and educate people so that they aren't victims of the American healthcare system. Instead, they're owners of their healthcare.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Doctor David Wilcox, always left avenue on. I'm Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business. Remember to go to priceofbusiness.com. You'll get a, see a link uh, over there to uh, uh, Doctor Wilcox's work, and uh, particularly this story. Share it with others. You know, not only will you have, but you probably already know people who have had nightmares in this uh, area, and uh, and uh, this is such a helpful uh, piece of work here uh, for someone to read and, and get familiar with. I'm Kevin Price. Stay tuned for more after this.